And we're back with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 141, a.k.a. season 2, episode 9. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. Uh, coming at you at an odd time. So if you happen to be listening to us, uh, you know, or, or know that we're live, uh, you can go ahead and call us in, or call in to us. And those numbers are 303-335-9527, or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, keep an eye out on the Facebook page for when we do let you know when we're actually going to be recording a show. Um, and those will be the numbers for that show as well. Um, I just happen to be busy this weekend during our normal recording time. Um, so whenever this ends up getting posted, uh, just know that you missed your opportunity to call in and you have to wait until we're recording again next week. Uh, that being said, uh, sup, buddy? Oh, not much. Um, yeah, it's it's a, a Bitcoin mania is a full steam ahead. Um, everybody I've talked to now knows about Bitcoin. Like everybody, like uh, the bankers, the realtors, the random people on the street. Even um, grandma's got a wallet. Yeah, every everybody's got one. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, it's 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 almost surreal, right? How how uh, Bitcoin hits 10,000 now. Everybody's an expert and everybody um, is is in on it. And uh, I mean, I kind of hope it stays that way just because um, that's what we were fighting for is, is, is some type of change. And, Mainstream and the, and wide the, adoption. And this thinking of, you know, what is money and, and how should it work? And uh, hopefully people will want, will want to hold on to it. And, uh, you know, that's that's being proven by, by just the sheer numbers of people who are not uh, giving their info to the to the IRS. Um, so, yeah, I hope that uh, some, something good comes of it. I hope I hope people want to hold on to their money and their Bitcoin more than they have their their checks from their employment for example you know when i was working the the the, the government would take almost 50 percent after you add up all the taxes for everything and uh it was hardly it was, it was almost cut to the point where it wasn't worth it you know i was i was thinking about leaving hawaii and uh you know fi finding a cheaper place to live and a place where my taxes weren't as high and stuff like that and so um i hope it reignite some type of uh uh movement here and in the hearts and minds of everybody but i don't know kind of doubt it that people are stupid <laughs> well as i don't i don't know how much of this i've shared on the show but i am i am trading bitcoin for cash on local bitcoins just to see uh what what volume does it take to get the government to notice you um <laughs> which, which is stupid but still let's have some fun with it as we're going you know as we're riding this train <laughs> Uh, but you know, the, 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 people that, that trade, you know, they come and they ask like, Oh, so, you know, like what about the taxes on this? Like, do you pay taxes? Like, how does, how does that work? And I go, I ain't telling nobody about this. This, this is going, you know, like nobody needs to know. That's why, that's why I do it, you know, in person think, uh, and in cash. And unless you get a lawyer, how, how could you know, you know, it's like, seriously. And then and that goes with not just Bitcoin, but pretty much anything. Like don't, don't. Don't ask us. We're not lawyers, you know. <laughs> this is stupid. Well, I, but 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 I'm, my point is, I'm sharing with them that I I I'm trying to pay as little taxes as possible, and you know, please don't go telling yeah, sure. anyone. You know, don't be filing a 1099 or anything like that on me saying that you gave me money uh, for a product <laughs> or service because I'm not gonna <laughs> deny, deny, deny. You know, I'm, right. I'm doing nothing of the sort, sir. Uh, this is this is just a, a gentleman's agreement over here that you know let's let's keep it gentlemanly, uh, but you know at the same time like hopefully right I I try to be when it comes to taxes I try to be the example uh, for my friends and family around me, um, and that hopefully you know like you said if you want to ignite something in these people, uh, hopefully that my little contribution to that and letting them know that you know I'm not doing it either. And so they should also should not be, you know, paying taxes or reporting this to the IRS or letting anyone know uh, about, you know, about what's going on in this crypto space. Um, the better off we all are, um, you know, and, and who cares if there's and a line and since everybody's it. since everybody's listening, um, 
I'm I'm not selling any of mine. I'm just giving them away to you know people who need them and friends and family and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Bitcoin Jesus sure. too. <laughs> Junior or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So to, today I actually did give give a, a Bitcoin away to my my friend in Missouri. Um, nice. He needs a, a new eye and a new back. So okay. hopefully he'll get some of that done. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm gonna throw. The, I was not gonna do this. And I told her, there's no fucking way I'm going to do this. But as long as you're in a generous mood, right, my mom, all of a sudden, wants to buy Bitcoin from you, MC. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. Uh-oh. But, but she wants to buy it at the price I told her it was months ago. <laughs> Did you tell her that's not how it works? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I told her that is not how it works, and I'm not even going to mention it to him. I'm, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning it jokingly now because it's funny. Uh, but it's, there's no way if you want to offer him that deal, you know, you go ahead and present it. But there's no way I'm going to say like, "Hey, dude, can we get like 50 percent off now that the price went up?" You know, like who does that? <laughs> That's not how this works. Um, but I did. I do. I, I also brought up Monero because you're always saying buy Monero. Um, and so she was like, well, maybe we can get into that because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's cheaper right now and we can do that. And, yeah. you know, and I said, well, the, the, I, the setup for that is a little bit more complicated, but by all means, you know, yeah. we can discuss it later. But yeah, so that, you know, that, that was her thing. Like, oh, let, you know, he's, he's such a generous guy. Maybe he'll just let us buy it for 5,000. I'm like, I'll tell you what, mom. I'm like, I'll tell you what, when the price, if the price, if the price ever Ever drops back down to five thousand again. Uh, I will make sure you get two. You know, <laughs> like at that point, that's the appropriate time. You know, and I and I told you this before. I told you, you know, I told you when it was five. I told Dad when it was seven. You know, uh, you even got you know a a bonus cash infusion that you could have easily then converted to Bitcoin at the time. You chose not to. Like there was no way we're cutting you any slack on this at all. Um, but she, she also did some, like, she did some work for me. I, I bought, I bought some, like, uh, some new clothes for the weekend. Um, so maybe I'll like, you know, give her, throw, throw, throw a little bit of, of my personal stash, uh, her way for, for, you know, handling that for me. Uh, right. but yeah, but no, no way that kind of, and so that's the thing, like, I felt bad, right? Cause she had just done all this, like, you know, work, uh, work for me. And then she's, then she's like, ah, cut, cut me a deal. And I'm like, no, not a chance. Um, so yeah, so that, that's, that's how my Bitcoin day went. Uh, anything else? Uh, nope. All right. Now. Okay then. Cause I, I talked, I talked to you about this before the show and I, we'll see how this goes. Um, I listen, like I've, I've said this before on the show. I listen to a, a lot of, of, uh, podcasts, not a lot, but a handful. Like that's all I listen to. I don't listen to music. I listen to other podcasts. Um, and I listen to a lot of like tech podcasts because outside of, you know, well, really outside of the crypto space because this is not even my arena like you know it's i'm i'm involved um but it's not it's not my bag baby i let i I let other people handle it um but outside of like you know my my interest in anarchism and the anarchist experience and the anarchist philosophy right my my main interest is like video games and tech i mean i don't i'm 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 male i'm relatively young um so like you know those those are the other things and other hobbies uh, that that occupy my mind and my time, um, and one of the things within the tech world that apparently is like being made issue of um, is the the dangers of self driving cars, um, and one of the things that they always bring up is you know the the, the worst case scenario, right? Like you know on, on the tech shows, it's always uh, this technology, right? The self driving car technology must be regulated uh, because at the moment there are problems that the companies don't have solutions to, right? So, so they must be restricted. They must be regulated. There must be government involvement in this technology uh, in, in order to prevent uh, these things from moving forward and like really opening up uh, into the marketplace. And the, the issue that I would like to pose a solution to is the worst case scenario of what happens when an electric car is faced with a dilemma. It's going to get into an accident. 
and it's either going to take out a bus full of children and kill them all, statistically, or it's going to run through the old couple crossing the street and kill them both, statistically. Um, and, and how do we solve this dilemma uh, in the electric car space? Like, what, what sort of algorithm gets written into the electric car program uh, where they're, where you know the the electric car will know and can decide uh, who lives and who dies uh, in the future uh, of 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 road technology. Is that is that uh, fairly concise as to what I'm talking about, MC? Like this is the problem that must be solved before electric cars can be like the next big thing. Who who writes the? Or what are they going to code? I don't know what they're going to code. I have no idea. Right. Okay, so here's my solution then. So I I want a system, um, and this can be, you know, like a, a sensor uh, that's either, you know, small enough that's carried either on the person or in the vehicle or, you know, or some, some sort of, of, of recognizable token, if you will, um, that the electric, that the electric car, uh, the, the, not the electric car, but the self-driving car. If I, if I've been saying electric too much, I meant self-driving. Um, so rewind and stay self-driving to yourself if I've been saying electric too much. Um, but the, what these self-driving cars can recognize as they approach, right? Like within, you know, with, within the distance to, to recognize the token and then take action to like avoid the token, right? Does that make sense? Am I, am I painting a picture in your mind? I'm trying to do this right. <clears throat> okay. So you got, you got like a thing in your wallet that when you carry it with you, the electric car recognizes the thing in your wallet and it goes like, nope, not going to hit that, right? Like that's kind of like what I'm envisioning here. And given a choice uh, between like not going to hit that and then the other guy who also has a thing in his wallet that says not going to hit that, um, I, want to, I want to fund that token somehow with money. And whoever has the biggest wallet with tokenable funds in it will be the one that the electric car avoids so it'll it'll see both like don't hit that and don't hit that and then because it's an algorithm it'll prioritize right who's funded the don't hit me more like you know is it the school bus driver with all the kids in it uh, to protect them all and the school bus company who puts the token in the school bus or is it uh, the the old couple like walking down the street collectively like what is what is their what is their highest fund uh, you know um, and then the, and then whoever has the lowest amount gets smashed into smithereens and whoever has the highest value token, um, goes, woo, glad I paid for that. What do you think about that solution, uh, to the self-driving car? Uh, who are you going to kill <clears throat> dilemma? That's a, that's a pretty good solution. Um, I think there's, there's probably a lot of, uh, freedom, uh, advocates out there that would, uh, not want to carry around the token for uh, track tracking reasons and stuff like that. So that's fine. They can get hit, and and also probably a lot of rich people that wouldn't want to be targeted if if they had a token that had a whole bunch of value on it. So they probably wouldn't want to be known. Some of them do. I mean, some of them drive around Porsches. Yeah. Uh, so you definitely. I mean, yeah. The the. The, the car would have to avoid the Porsche anyway, right? No. <laughs> you, you would hope. I don't know. It, avoid the Porsche and hit the Corvette. <laughs> no, I mean the school bus, right? You'd have to avoid the por- Porsche and hit the school bus. Maybe, um, yeah. D- depends you depends know on the guy in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's one idea. And uh, <clears throat> I think more people are actually going to voluntarily... Uh, hold their tokens and their 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 smartphone that's built into their brain or whatever is going to be is yeah. going to be that that sort of thing. So yeah, and it doesn't um, matter. Like you know, if you if you steal the token, you know that do, that doesn't necessarily mean anything that can't be recovered later, right? I mean, you know, every, right. if, if you don't have one, it's not like you're going to be looking for old people holding their token because the token itself is you know virtually worth less uh, if you're not in a position to like get smashed into smithereens so it's basically like insurance right. money um that you're using that you, you'd be using to like to fund it and yeah I, I see your i see your point with the privacy issue but it's still a voluntary thing right it's like well you can either carry right, this token right. and not get hit or take your chances and figure out how to get yourself out of the way of the car that's not necessarily aiming for you 
but will end up hitting you uh, because you know you're you're an und- untokened individual, right? But like I said, I think I think a lot of our technologies, though, people are automatically most most people are voluntarily using them anyway. Uh, you know, anything on a, a Google's platform or Facebook or you know all this stuff is uh, tracking every single thing you do. So yeah. on the internet, um, can we share that it, story real quick? Care. Can we share your WhatsApp adventure? What's I that? thought it was funny. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess you'd have to tell it to okay. s- see if it was funny. But uh, go for it. I, I I will tell it then real quick because you know uh, M- MC sends me a message um, because he's 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 now concerned uh, about all this tracking that's going on uh, with Google and the Facebooks and whatnot. And he goes, uh, Rich, please delete all your messages off of Facebook Messenger. Like you have to log into the web app, web app and d- delete your message history. Uh, I'm switching to WhatsApp, you know, cause, cause it's banned in China. So that means, you know, it's good. Banned in China. Gotta be good. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting here with, uh, with my girlfriend, uh, and I go like, I think Facebook, what's uh, bought WhatsApp like years ago. <laughs> so I'm sitting here and I, I just Google it. Facebook buys WhatsApp. Uh, and then, and, 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 uh, the article comes up from like 2014 and I just, I just, you know, send the article header. Uh, to, to MC for for his review, um, and the only response I got back, and I can I can picture him in 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 you know in disdain and and anger and frustration, going, damn it, like you know the 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 big solution <laughs> to to your tracking problem is owned by one my, of the biggest trackers my, on the planet. My plot that that took me a whole thirty <laughs> seconds to come up with was foiled. <laughs> And I had to come up with a new plot, <laughs> but I couldn't because Rich already came up with the one first. So, well, because like uh, so, I, I we we settled on Telegram, and then we looked at, at Signal. <laughs> we didn't really test out Signal. So, if you're into that like privacy yeah, yeah. thing, um, but I've had Telegram on my phone for years. Like I, I I don't even know like when the first time I downloaded that app was, um, but it has to be at least yeah. I want to say at least two years, probably closer to three years, yeah. maybe. Just based the on thing how long with, uh, with Telegram is you actually have to tell it to open up a secret communication, or else it, I guess apparently it won't be. Um, I'm not really sure. Well, I think there's a but, difference between like secret and encrypted. Like all Telegram is encrypted, as far as I okay. know. And then the secret conversations got its own little features. Um, right. But either way, like I've had it on my phone for years, and I've had Red Phone on my phone you know, for years. And I, I finally downloaded a signal onto my iPad cause then yeah, same guys that made the red phone. Um, but like no one used it. Like no, you know, I had it and you know, I, I, I never, I never used it for anything. Cause no one else said like, dude, we gotta, we gotta have this conversation in private. Like, you know, what do we use? And I'm like, well, I got your solution right here. I, I, I have telegram on my phone. It just, it never came up in my daily life to like need that level of security and that level of privacy. Um, in most of in most of my regular communications, um, so I, I deleted it from my phone. So like, well, it's taking up space. It's an app I don't use. You know, let's do some house cleaning. And like, gone it went. Um, and all of a sudden, like, MC's like, well, I need something. I'm like, well, this this thing already exists, man. Like, just take a look at it. Um, so I put it on my iPad, uh, my my iPad Mini, um, and we've been we we've, we've been playing around with it. So if you if you haven't used it, um, or if or if you're using it and you want to tell us, you know, like your favorite. Uh, private messaging app uh, that's not being tracked by Facebook, Google, or Microsoft, or any of those guys. Um, you know, drop us a line in your favorite and why. Because um, I only know of Signal and Telegram, and uh, I don't even know if Redphone still exists. Um, but uh, Redphone and Tele- and uh, Signal were both made by like the Open Whisper people, uh, okay. Open Whisper Systems, and I think that's an open source like project as well, if that's your thing. I don't know. I think, I think that's what the open part is. Um, but that's, that's not verified and I don't know. Um, uh, but it's something that it's been around for, for a while. Um, and now, now we can get on, on, get in on that, uh, encrypted communication, untrackable bandwagon. That's all I got. <clears throat> I don't think it's going to help very much. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of cool. I like it. It works. Well, you can use some cryptocurrency and get little tokens to send encrypted messages. Like those exist. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any reason to do that when you have tele- Telegram working for free. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. 
No, I'm just saying for for our uses, like, I, yeah, it wasn't critical that I used something like that. Um, I didn't think so, but um, yeah, I don't know. Seems I don't know. I I, I feel like, especially now that it's becoming mainstream, if I feel like I have to do something to make it uh, more exciting. So, yeah. What well, what are you saying is becoming mainstream? Like Bitcoin's becoming mainstream, yeah, so you gotta yeah. like. Yeah, Bitcoin is yeah, and so I gotta like make it uh, a more fun game now. Because before using, nobody cared. Now, now by using encrypted messaging. So, oh, because yep. you think they're gonna people are more people are gonna pay attention to your 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 Bitcoin texts and messages that go back and forth. Like, yeah, dun, 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 dun. keep it on the down low. Okay, that's fair. We had. Uh, uh, my girlfriend was was talking to one of the one of the guys I trade with on local bitcoins, um, and he she was like talking to him as kind of like a mentor, ish. Um, and one of the things you know, like so he gave her um, some like advice on a couple of like cryptocurrencies for her just to go like you know go go look at these two for now, like go go check them out, kind of a thing uh, because it's something that he was getting into. Um, and then, you know, and so the next time we met up, she was talking, was like, oh, yeah, I looked, I looked at a couple of these. And like you were saying, he's like, it's addicting, right? It's like gambling, right? Like you, you get that same kind of rush, right? Like, it's like, you know, I'm like, Dude. but she was all excited. She was like right along with me, like, oh, my God, yeah, it's such a big rush. Like, I can't, you know, I just want to, this is all it I want to do. Is, it's totally, uh, it's, it's worse than stock trading, actually. And um, <laughs> like, if you, ever wanted i don't understand why people is right like in this day and age right now like right now is a great time if why would you want to go to the casino you could just trade cryptos you know crazy gains up and down like you know colors you know charts and you know all all this information you know just spewing at you from left and right and and you know all the crowds you know, going into one thing and then another. I mean, it's 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 a wild ride, and um, I, I don't know why anybody would go to a casino. I mean, it's, it just seems boring in comparison. Um, but it's even it is crazier than the stock market. Um, there's, uh, I think I'm missing out on the adrenaline because I don't I don't feel what you guys feel at all. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, and some people don't. I'm conservative that, that be, in this arena. It could be really good, um, you know, depending on on how the market works out for you. You know, it, uh, if you if you have if you're very conservative, um, the people who have held Bitcoin, obviously, um, they they've never lost anything. You know, on, on altcoins. Uh, the other side is you haven't made anything on the altcoins either. If if you never got into them, yeah. Um, so the crazy five hundred thousand percent gains off penny alts. Yeah, but well, I mean that's I mean that's my claim to uh, fame here. I guess is being a Monero investor, and uh, it it took me six months to a year to to trust those guys and to put any money into it. Um, and then when I started using it, uh, what 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 really did it for me is this is why I was holding it is it actually feels better for me to hold like. Um, you can't look it up on the blockchain. You can't like, oh, what's his address? Okay, this is how much money he has. You can't do that. So I, that that really impressed me, and um, and so that that feeling gave me confidence of saying this is more real than, than Bitcoin is. So Bitcoin is more like the game to me, and and uh, Monero is the it's the real one. So I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Monero hodler and I dabble in Bitcoin. Right. <laughs> right. But, but even the way you describe that doesn't, does not come across to me as like a wild West gambler, like, you right. know, just well, I, throwing well, I, it well, all in the casinos. Cause when I started, I was starting a stock market and, uh, and I was, I was really crazy on that. I would, I would start off really conservative, like one, one or two stocks. And then I would, uh, you know, if I lost, I would double down. If I lost again, I would triple down. And then, if I lost again, I would start betting on margin, and and it just got crazy. Um, oh, so and every time I did to, like, good, Bitcoin shorts coming. Yeah, the every time I did Bitcoin. good, I felt like, and a lot of it is psychology, right? And that's actually the 
when the these computer models happen and the, and they're they got the computers betting against people, they hire psychologists to figure out how people react to price swings. Uh, it has more to do with psychology than it does with math. And so, um, I I forgot where I was going with that. Um, we were, I was I was saying the gambling psychology. Like I don't, I personally don't feel the rush. And the way you described your your move into Monero did not sound like a Wild West gambler. And you said it was based on this psychology. Yeah. So I I started as as a gambler, and that's what got me into the altcoin space. Because what happened was when I lost a whole bunch of money on Bitcoin, I wanted to I wanted it back, and so I started gambling to get it back. And so I lost so I lost. 30, 30% of my money on empty Gox, another 30% on uh, random cryptocurrencies trying to win it back. And then uh, I was, you know, pretty much down to not much. And, uh, that just seems and so I had to, so I had to, you know, buy back in and buy back in. And that actually, it actually worked out better for me that way because then I put more commitment into it. Um, so it was actually a good thing I had a really, really big losses early. Because that made me more um, more dedicated. Actually, I put way more time into it after, and uh, like more the, the studying and, and the focus on it. Yeah, yeah, reading about it and like trying to get my head straight. Like why I had instead of just rushing into it because oh the price went up, it must be good, right? Everybody else is doing it, got to buy it. Like and that's what everybody's mentality now now is for Bitcoin at ten thousand. Like oh it's too expensive at a thousand. Maybe it'll come down and I'll buy it. No, you won't because you're too lazy. <laughs> the price has to hit ten thousand before. The, seriously, the price has to hit ten thousand before you're not lazy anymore. Um, and this is the psychological part of it. Um, so, Excuse me. Uh, yeah, for me, that that big loss really helped me out. It helped me figure out you know what was actually important and what I care about. And even even if the price didn't ever spike, uh, actually, my prediction for Monero this year was twenty five dollars. Uh, it got way over that. So. Um, uh, I'm happy, but even if it was still at $25, I'd be like, but yeah, but this is still, you know, what I think is important. So, um, yeah, just gotta, yeah, uh, that, that's what I did it, anyway. That's my story. But that's another thing that's interesting with all the, all the people that I've been trading with as well is like all their, all the different strategies that they have to like, Oh, what, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to take this Bitcoin. I'm going to go do this with it. Or, you know, have you heard of this company that's doing this or this this mining contract yeah, yeah. that pays out this? And, oh, man, you got to check this one out. I'm like, dude, just send me a link, bro. I, I, so, I, I'm I actually surprised that nobody's trying harder to shut down the, the two Ponzi schemes that are happening right now. Uh, BitConnect and USI Tech? Yeah. <laughs> um, if the, if the, seriously, if those get into, like, the billions of dollars, like, you know, like Bernie Madoff, like, like super huge... Um, it it could it could be bad for the reason that it's going to affect so many people and so many suckers that all those suckers are going to say, "Hey, we need now we need to regulate the Bitcoin market. Protect us from doing stupid things with our money, you know? Like like they don't understand like this this it's this is all gambling, right? Unless you just buy Bitcoin and hold it and you know and just ride it out. Well, uh, even that's that can gambling. be a gamble. I mean, right. The, I mean, everything says otherwise. Yeah, but it's a risk. Yeah, everything's risk. But I don't think Bitcoin is necessarily a gamble. The, the trend has been up ever since it came out. Um, yeah. So you know, if it if it goes down, don't take a loss. Just wait. You know, a couple of years, and, and you know, it'll come back up eventually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some people don't have patience for that. I understand, but I, I don't understand that people have you know patience for you know, one to 3% interest rate, you know, 3% would be excellent for most banks. I mean, I don't even think you can get that. But 3% Not per year, how long, does it, how long does it take your money to double? Like 15 years, you know, 20 years, something like that? I'm not doing the math. I do not yeah. want to anyway, do the math. So there's, there's a math equation. It's real simple. If you were to get 7% for seven years, uh, you would double your money. And so you okay. want to get close to 7%. And then you can think, you know, that way it just puts it in, into context. Um, so if, if you're getting half of that, it's going to double your, your time to double. So if it goes down to 3.5%, then like it's going to take years. 14 years. Well, um, most savings accounts are like 1% or less. Yeah, so. yeah. So, 
um, yeah, the risk of holding money, obviously you're going to lose money and that's why people don't ever hold money. Um, yeah. But you know, that could change. Um, and I've been pitching that what, idea from before crypto days. Well, the things can change? Before. Well, not that things can change, but that, you know, if, if, you, if you have money in a savings account, you're automatically losing money. Yeah. Just well, because, like you have to convert it to something of higher value, so, whatever that so here's the thing, is though. to you. And I, and I was trying to tell uh, Ken Schoolin about this. Um, Guest on the show last week. The the banking system right now, from from what I read, I don't, I didn't, I can't verify any of this, obviously, but they they're supposedly more capitalized than they've ever been. So they've got large, like a lot of, they're hoarding cash. They have a whole bunch of cash. Um, now if the if if it comes to a point where they want to get things for cheaper, because oh the prices of things are too high now. I wish they were lower. And then they remember, hey, if we just raise interest rates and everybody will pile into cash and, the, you know, then we can buy things for cheap because everybody's selling their shit so they can buy, you know, have cash in the bank. Right. Um, so they could do that, you know. And so, you know, I'm, I'm ready for that. I can see things changing. But some people, uh, well, probably half the country right now hasn't had high interest rates for so long that they're not going to know how to respond to that they're not going to start saving money you know in a bank account again um so either way the whole thing's manipulative and i, I don't like it I'd, I'd prefer a more honest system like bitcoin uh but yeah they they can uh they can change the value of dollar you know a little bit uh and they can you know the, the biggest thing is they can they can manipulate uh the interest rates and uh and they and there's no risk for them so they can they can do whatever they want, you know, <laughs> and that's, and I, I'd like to put everybody on a more uh, level playing field there. And I think that was the, the, the future of Bitcoin and now the future of the entire crypto space is kind of striving for that, I guess, end goal. Um, just to just, yeah. you know, the, the whole pitch of like, you know, be your own bank. Like, I don't, I don't even want to do that. Right. Like that, that sounds right. like a lot of hard work to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's why right, that's right. why i hired the bank you know <laughs> but apparently that's the thing right be your own bank you, you don't have to worry about the bank um but yeah i you know i i see your point i see what you're saying um and hopefully you know hopefully bitcoin or monero or any of the other altcoins out there uh push enough people outside of that system where you know just like uh other anarchist and other agorist activities um just move people along away from the the needing to have the state there to solve whatever little petty problem so, that they think so comes you, up. So mark my words right here. You can you can write it down, you know, write it in stone or whatever. The uh, USI Tech Bitcoin Connect thing when it collapses, it's going to be big. It's going to make the news. Uh, it's going to wipe out a whole bunch of people, and uh, and people are going to start asking for the government to regulate crypto space and that's going to be a sad day fair enough you heard it here folks first folks all right anything else any other no. direction we have some go? more news i got headlines you want headlines i like headlines all right well we'll do well uh, i will read this headline who, first go who ahead. doesn't like headlines i don't know i used to love that that uh was it that that segment of the tonight show so like everybody on steam it likes headlines i know fucking steam it when are they going to do something good? All right, headlines. Uh, Coinbase ordered to turn over identities of 14,355 cryptocurrency traders to the IRS. Headline. Kellogg's claim Frosties is an adult cereal to get around children's sugar rules. Uh, headline. Consent of the governor revisited. Uh, headline. Obamacare's revenge. The IRS will not process your tax return unless you tell them whether you have health insurance or not. And finally, headline, uh, Hawaii reinstates Cold War era nuclear attack warning signal amid North Korean tensions. Uh, that's all I got. Short week because when I'm recording the show, so I didn't have I didn't have my full uh, full duration to find all these wonderful topics for you guys. So any place you want to start this week, MC? No, anywhere. All right. I want, well, we, it, it sucks that we just keep talking about crypto all the time. And it doesn't, doesn't suck, but I mean, like, I want to get, I want to get into this article and it just segue so nicely 
more appropriately. Uh, Coinbase sure. orders to turn over identities to 14,355 cryptocurrency traders to the IRS. Dope. Dope. The 16-year-old war. Is this the right one? Wow, that's weird. Did they change it? <laughs> well, <laughs> After you I, posted it? <laughs> no, no, no. I, the headline, I'm reading the headline off the article. Um, but it starts. It's talking about like a war between the Taliban and Afghanistan, and I do not remember that, so I don't know. Okay, I don't think I don't think you're looking at the right thing. No, I, w- I mine, was. Mine starts with on Tuesday, California federal court. Yeah, mine didn't. Okay, but okay, so I will I will share this little tip with you, and then we won't do this the next time. Um, in order to make this more readable for me when I do the show, uh, I I turn on reader view in my browser, so it's just like text that i can read and i don't have to worry about all the ads uh, and smash shit that went alongside of it and when i did that apparently it put in the reader view of a different article and then now that i switched it back to the you know ad laden uh hyper text markup linked uh ad i got the, i got the right article back okay so here we go headline uh what i said before on tuesday uh california federal court ordered the popular cryptocurrency exchange and wallet service coinbase to turn over records on thousands of customers to the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, the requested records include the name, birth date, address, and account activity for any user who bought, sold, sent, or received more than $20,000 worth of Bitcoin in their accounts uh, between 2013 and 2015. Uh, interjection real quick. I guess back then that was quite a bit. Uh, moving on. The order. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'm in that list. I'm sure. And, uh, I, and that's one of the reasons why records. I wanted to bring it up because uh, I, I figured you might mm-hmm. have some firsthand knowledge of that. Uh, but now people go yeah, like. And then, I, and then I lost it all and then I had to buy more again. And yeah. Hey, hey, dude, can I get like a discount if I if I bring like 20,000? Like, no way, dude. That's like two Bitcoin, man. <laughs> you got to do a lot more than that to get any kind of dis- any kind of dis- 22 Bitcoin discount. Come on. All right, moving on. The order marks the end of a year-long court battle between the IRS and Coinbase that began last November when the IRS sought user records for all Coinbase customers. After meeting resistance from Coinbase and Coinbase customers who argued that the order was overly broad, the IRS narrowed the scope of its request to only cover Coinbase customers who had trafficked in more than $20,000 worth of cryptocurrency in the specified time period. Uh, According to an internal Coinbase audit from July, of the 14,000 affected users, 6,200 had bought, sold, sent, or received less than $60,000 worth uh, between 2013 and 2015. Based on an internal Coinbase audit, this arguably makes them rather small fish. Uh, in January, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong wrote in a Medium post asking for detailed transaction information on so many people simply for using digital currency is a violation of customers' privacy and is not the best way for us to accomplish our mutual objective. Uh, U.S. citizens are supposed to pay capital gains tax on cryptocurrency transactions, and the IRS labels virtual currencies as property for federal tax purposes. Uh, as the court order shows, more than 10,000 people bought or sold more than $20,000 worth of cryptocurrency, but only 800 to 900 taxpayers a year have electronically filed returns with a property description related to Bitcoin from 2013 through 2015. This suggests that many Coinbase users may not be reporting their Bitcoin gains, the order reads. In short, uh, the court order is a reaction by the IRS to possible tax avoidance on cryptocurrency gains. Arguably, though, tax law simply hasn't caught up with the cryptocurrency, and the order effectively places over 14,000 Coinbase users under investigation simply for using a new technology. Uh, U.S. legislatures introduced a bill in September that would exempt any cryptocurrency transaction under $600 from taxation. Uh, Motherboard has reached out to Coinbase for comment on how the company will proceed and will update supposed when we hear back. And so far, no update. Uh, so you're on the list, uh, MC. How does how does that make you feel um, about, uh, about uh, Coinbase in general or any other uh, other uh, exchanges that uh, might fall under this? Uh, you know, legal ruling at some point in the future when the IRS goes looking for them. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I really don't have any feelings about it. I try not to think about it, and I don't really care. So, I guess we'll just wait and see. Um, I'm 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 in, I'm in the majority of of the people who you know, I'm not one of the 
800 to 900 that 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 have descriptions on there um you mean you don't <clears throat> file the line item on your taxes that says like bitcoin i i don't know how to do that and i don't care to find out yeah please um, like no, i said i'm no. i'm i'm the among the people the the other uh, 9100 that uh also just don't give a shit so yeah, that. And, yeah, and and I would say you know I guess one of the difficulties is they're you know be, being the biggest and I, I can we say one of the first exchanges um, that got popular with Bitcoin. Um, there are so many exchanges uh, available now to to trade your Bitcoin and to trade your alt currencies um, that you know e- even with this right it's just there's so many other targets for them to go after. That it might be overwhelming for them to, you know, chase down everyone trading on all the exchanges. Oh, yeah, and th- and they plan on catching a few people and making examples of them, and then showing everybody. Well, this is how you should have done it, and then they'll then they'll put it on TurboTax, and then everybody will do it because they don't want to go to jail. That's what's going to yeah. happen. That reminds me of another thing. I don't know if when, I don't know, when did we talk about this. I don't know if we talked about it or not. Um, but uh, I, you know, like I, I pirate uh, a lot of movies. And I don't care. And I have movie pass anyway, so I also go to the theater now more often than I used to. Um, but w- one thing that was, I guess, evident at one point was uh, consumers' willingness to pay for pirated content. This this might not segue exactly, um, but let's see what happens. Um, and I will say that with music, that may be the case. Because uh, over the last few days, I've been, uh, you know, looking to pirate some music. Um, and what I was looking for does not seem to be as readily available as it was during the heyday of music piracy. Right? Like, at one point in time, like, whatever you wanted was available online because someone who had it was willing to share it with you. Um, and now, because of, like, you know, streaming services and cheap iTunes and all you know, the availability of music out there uh, on, on, you know, the torrent sites and whatnot has significantly gone down, um, you know, to, to my detriment. Uh, it's just, it, to me, it just feels like it's gotten more difficult to pirate music. And I think that's because of, of ease of access now with paid for streaming services that yeah. have come down to a price range that people are willing to pay and to push yeah. piracy out. Um, exactly. And, and that, so, that was, so everybody should watch that Kim.com movie. Please do, and this and this points this points out his his whole his whole uh, argument, and actually not really is is that one of the biggest arguments is that if the industry wanted to compete with him and he was helping people download movies easily, all they have to do is is lower prices and provide the service that everybody wants. And now that all the services now exist that everybody wants, and people are willing to pay for them. Um, and the industry is is getting along just fine. Um, so there's yeah, there's no reason to uh, go after Kim.com because the real problem was people in in Hollywood were not providing the market with what they wanted. Uh, it has nothing to do with theft. <laughs> right. And I guess you know it's so for the for the IRS, right, you know to to get with you know TurboTax and make it easier for people to claim these gains and, and figure out how to calculate them um, would behoove them uh, if their goal is to collect more money from, you know, from the sheeple out there. Oh, oh, don't tell them. Right. But, but if, but if they make it easy, people will, right. That's, that's part right, of the right, problem. Right, right. And then, you know, yes. and, and then, like you said, the, the difficulty level has to increase to make the gambling mentality take over and people, you know, get excited again. Um, but I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't, don't ever want to file, uh, I, I haven't filed the tax return in like a decade now, um, and I I just don't want to. I just I you know they they can have whatever they take from my paycheck. I've said this before. They can have whatever they can take. I don't want any of it back. I just don't want to ever you know be able to say that like oh no I I filled out your forms and this is what I owe you or 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 please <laughs> master can I have some of it back? Um, you know, just no like just you know leave leave me alone. You know go take what you can. And be gone, and uh, the, you know that that'll be what you can, and then I'll do other things, you know. Um, yeah. And if it happens to be the other things in the crypto space, you know, 
fantastic. Um, but I've also done under the table work for cash to supplement my income that, you know, unreported to the IRS. And even if they put a line item in, uh, for, you know, Oh, these are the, the, the services you provided for, you know, cash, right. I'm still not filing on that. And I don't want a 1099 form that, that you told them about me either <laughs> type of a thing. You know, let's just, it is ABC transaction, man. They, they can see themselves out the door. Um, and I, I, hopefully they don't get around to making it easy for people, uh, to, to put this, you know, to, to file their Bitcoin and, and crypto transactions. Uh, and even if they do, hopefully people will stand up, rise up and say, no, uh, this is, this is our world. Please stay out of it. Thank you. IRS. Yeah. yeah. So another reason for it to go up, uh, I keep getting back on this Bitcoin somehow. <laughs> It's your world. Anyway, now. maybe we should move on. But yeah, I was gonna say that they're they're gonna put it on uh, the Nasdaq in early 2018. They said yes, that's their plan. So it's gonna get crazy, bubble bursting, as if it wasn't crazy already. I mean, so my my prediction was ten thousand to forty thousand this year. I don't know if it was on the show in January, but um, and if yeah, not, so I can verify maybe, the real life prediction. Maybe, yeah, maybe it will happen. Maybe the 40,000 will happen. So my 10,000 already happened. Wow, imagine that. Crazy, huh? It's nobody nobody would have yet. fucking believed me. Yeah, nobody would have believed me back in January. Nobody. Um, I think I even told my dad that. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's shocked. But, um, well, and, and, and to be fair, though, like it was a, I'm going to say at the time, it was a bold prediction because if you look at the growth chart, Right. There was there was steady growth. And then for whatever reason. Right. I don't what what was it about 2017 MC? Uh, what was it about this year that fucking like hockey stick that chart <laughs> so drastically? Oh, but that but that's what I'm saying. It was all technical analysis. I didn't do anything except for look at the chart. Okay, but okay. Well, then we would have we would have read the chart differently because right, if, right, you, right. if you if you look at the chart, you know, if you look at what the chart looked like in January, right? I would go like, oh no, steady growth. You know, steady growth. It dips. It, it spikes. It, it balances out. Um, but but the hockey stick for for me, right, is kind of an out of the out of the blue uh, type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, that's because you weren't. Uh, and you didn't have any skin in the game when it went from a dollar to twelve dollars, and then, and then from, uh, what was it, twelve dollars to a hundred dollars, and then you know came down, and then it went from you know a hundred dollars to a thousand, you know a thousand dollars. So those okay. hockey stick, those hockey sticks, uh, are that's the bubble that I'm talking about. It's a repeating bubble. It keeps happening. It doesn't always go back down to where it came from, uh, and then it keeps going. So it's not. It's it's. So Bitcoin is a bubble, but it's more than a bubble. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> okay. And there, there's someone claimed that that makes it not a bubble and that this will go right. on indefinitely. Uh, did, did, uh, I think it just got posted. Um, yeah. John McAfee. Depending on, yeah, depending on how, how, how far your, your, uh, your time span is. Like me, I look at like a couple years. And so, yeah, these huge spikes, uh, I call them bubbles because I, I only – I can only account for Bitcoin for a couple of years because it's changing. I mean, even like this year, we had SegWit come in, right? And uh, maybe it's not even ready for it. Maybe the network, maybe they were just trying to pump the price up. Who knows? But um, so so things are changing, and I I don't want to make a prediction like long term, like like John McAfee's in twenty twenty. But uh, a lot of that depends on adoption and 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 how much the government clap, clamps down and uh, stuff like that too. Fair enough. And, and his prediction was even bold, right? Like for, first he would like, you know, eat his dick. And now, now he'll, he'll do even more than that. Um, when, when the, when, when the time comes and his prediction either hits or misses. All right, moving on. Sure. Kellogg's claims Frosties is an adult cereal to get around children's sugar rules. Um, wow. I thought, I thought this was fun because this is just another, this is another IRS thing, Right. Like they, they come up with some, some arbitrary rule, uh, you know, on businesses and then businesses like, oh, well, how, how are we going to get around that? And this is the loophole that Kellogg's found. Uh, therefore, grownups, apparently, uh, Kellogg's have rebranded Frosty cereal, uh, famed for its Tony the Tiger mascot for adults. 
Uh, I, I don't know why they're calling Frosties. Is this a British article? Yeah, British article. Okay. Uh, Kellogg's has been accused of a weaselly attempt to get around child obesity sugar rules after rebranding Frosties as an adult cereal. From 2020, food brands targeting children with sugary products face being named and shamed by the government if they fail to reduce the sugar content by 20%. But after trial of reduced sugar Frosties that contain 30% less sugar flopped, uh, Kellogg's confirmed that it will not reduce the sugar content. Uh, ahead of the deadline, Kellogg's has banned promotions on Frosties, including free toys and side packs, but will keep the Tony the Tiger mascot on the front of the box for the foreseeable future. Uh, Kellogg's defended the decision and claimed that Tony the Tiger was an adult cartoon that appealed to millennials in their 20s and 30s. Uh, just one in five consumers who eats Frosties as a child, with the cereal now a primarily adult food, it said. Uh, official data shows that UK population is made up of roughly five times as many adults as children. Uh, Tam Fry, a spokesman for the National Obesity Forum, said Frosties is a Kellogg's classic, and they won't want to do anything about that. Uh, at first glance, making them an adult cereal appears to be a way of getting around the regulations. It is a bit weaselly, but as long as they make the generous concessions to health across the range, they should be allowed to keep their classic product. Uh, with Frosties, if you get rid of the sugar, then you get rid of the product. Uh, Jenny Rossborough, a campaign manager at Action and Sugar, said, I am not convinced that Tony the Tiger doesn't appeal to children. Uh, Frosties is a very popular cereal, and while Kellogg's claims it is now not aiming it at children, children will still eat it. Uh, however, we are encouraged by Kellogg's overall sugar reduction plans and the recent changes they made and would now like to see this ambition rolled out across their entire portfolio of cereals. Uh, it is crucial that manufacturers take responsibility for the nutrition quality of cereals they're selling and how they market them, particularly to children. Uh, in a major bid to reduce uh, sugar across the rest of its range, Kellogg's is to cut the amount of sugar in its three top-selling children's cereals between, uh, by between 20% and 40% by mid-2018. Uh, Cocoa Pops, Rice Krispies, and Rice Krispies multigrain shapes will all see a reduction. Wow. Oh, interjection real quick. I didn't even know Rice Krispies had sugar in it. That was like the add sugar yourself cereal for me. Uh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, moving on. Instead of cutting sugar in ricicles, Kellogg's has decided to stop selling it all together, much to the outrage of fans. Uh, sugar in Rice Krispies will be cut by 20% and in Rice Krispies multigrain shapes will reduce by 30% per serving. Government guidelines state that children between 7 and 10 should eat no more than 24 grams of sugar, the equivalent of 6 sugar cubes per day. Uh, the new Cocoa Pops recipe will contain 5.1 grams of sugar per 30-gram serving, equivalent to just 1 over 8-gram sugar cube. This compared with 9 grams or more of the sugar cubes under the current recipe. Uh, end of the article. So, uh, how do you feel about Frosted Flakes, or Frosties, as I guess they call it in the UK in general, MC? Um, and then, you know, is is this just another example uh, in your mind of, of, of marketing to avoid regulation? Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of it should be regulated in the first place. So, of course not. I guess it doesn't doesn't really matter. But yeah, I think I think it's fun to try to get around uh, the government. So I read this one story today about uh, somebody who had who's making pastries and s selling them to kids, and then they said, "No, you you can't sell pastries for some reason." And so he started selling paper towels. And giving away a free pastry with the paper towel. Nice. So, um, so yeah, um, yeah, completely ridiculous. And but on the other hand, sugar is bad for you. So we need the government to keep sugar out of everybody's hands. Hey now. Um, yeah, you got got to have that government, man. Say people, it ain't so. This is not the April Fool's stupid. edition. Oh yeah, I gotta wait for April Fool. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say this: I know what you mean about getting around it. Um, I, you know, I, I do a lot of shopping on eBay, and there was there was one auction that I was not going to bid on, um, but I reached out to the to the the um, the seller um, just be, just because of the the balls that this dude had. Um, he was he was selling like a paperclip. Um, for whatever price he had it set at. And then along with the paper clip, you got like, you know, thousands of dollars of like Madden bucks to be used in like the latest Madden game. Because mm -hmm. apparently yeah. like there's some violation of that. He's like, oh yeah, if you just buy this paper clip, you can have like, you know, five fifty thousand Madden bucks, you know, 
don't worry i'm just i'm just selling the paperclip if if you think this is for anything other than the paperclip you know please don't bid on my auction this is just for the paperclip yeah. and madden bucks <laughs> you know <laughs> so awesome right but it's it, you know it it's kind of atlas shrug e or atlas shrug esque right where it's you know uh, some stupid government regulation and then you know companies finding the the most profitable way to get around it uh, and to and to do what they do best and that's you know serve their customers um, whatever it may be right like I I, I know you, you you're um, not a big fan of sugar and you know and the the detrimental health effects that it has right but people should still be able uh, to choose this cereal or not uh, in their own lives at whatever sugar content they want uh, my stepbrother when we were kids you know, I I would put a little bit of sugar on my on my Rice Krispies because damn, like I didn't even know that thing had sugar in it and just didn't taste like it. Uh, but he would put sugar on his Frosted Flakes. Like he added spoonfuls <laughs> of sugar on his Frosted Flakes. Right. I was like, dude, it's already frosted. Like you you know you got you got enough on there. Like how how much more sweet do you need this cereal to be? Well, you know? because the milk you know rinses off some of the sugar off the flake, and then yeah, he would you drink gotta, the fucking uh, yeah. sugar milk too. <laughs> It was yeah. for me. It was kind of nasty. Part. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's kind of nasty. Yeah. But you know, to each his own. Like, yeah. all right, dude, you you want to yeah. you want to sugar your frosted flakes? Please, by all means. No, I, I'm not trying. When to stop. I was little, I was a total sugar sugar addict, and uh, uh, so well. Also, when I was growing up, there there was that whole thing. Well, because of government and sponsors, and not not sponsors, the the lobbyists and stuff. There was a whole war on fat. And so everything, even, you know, every single cereal box said, no fat, zero trans fat, you know, zero yeah. fat. Like, like that was supposed to be good for you. Um, quite the opposite. Fat is not bad for you. Um, sugar is, is actually really bad for you. Um, and, yeah, so that's I, that's what hurt me. It was the the misinformation. Yeah. And, and uh, it wasn't – and it was actually caused by – the the government you know the fda said you know oh this is this is what this is approved uh for health if if you would have said you know high high fat stuff is is healthy they would have said no that's not approved you know yeah like, so i think we pulled it we either i don't know if we did it on the show but i know i found an article at one time for show prep and it was basically saying the same thing like under under certain rules right frosted flakes because of their low fat or not frosted flakes but like pop tarts because they were low in fat would be approved for children, but avocados because of their high fat content would be on the banned list. Like you can have pop tarts, but you can't have avocados. Um, and I think you know, regular the average person uh, recognizes that there's something wrong with that statement uh, uh, on its face. Well, I mean, the average person hasn't even thought about it, right? So, and that's that's part of what we do. We try to give people. Uh, the other side of the coin, uh, the non-government issued coin, you know, the gold coins. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sitting. I got my Super Mario Odyssey coin sitting on my desk too. Like that's a little fun one. Hopefully that'll be worth something later. Um, but yeah, so you know, eat, eat whatever you want. Just be be aware of the the health ramifications, and you know, con- companies should just continue to do their best to work their way around. Uh, government regulations as best they can and continue to serve their customers uh, as best they can. And the, the more articles like this, uh, no, again, no matter how you feel about uh, the, the product being served, like I remember, you know, here's the thing, right? I don't smoke. Um, I, I, I drink very, very rarely and only one specific thing, uh, but I don't use any tobacco products at all. Um, but as, as a child, right, I, fucking, I, I chewed uh, cigarette bubble gum and Big League Chew like all the time and you would think that somehow you know targeting targeting that type of product at children uh may lead to you know uh, uh detrimental adult behaviors because you get them comfortable you know with with a dip bag and you get them comfortable with a cigarette uh and you know smoke puffs and whatever and you know like oh my gosh you know it was for the children for the children uh, adults can't smoke flavored cigarettes uh you know in in most places now uh, because no, 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 the, the sweetness, you know, the, the sweetness of the cigarette is something definitely uh, childish or childlike or, or for children, um, as if an adult uh, can't enjoy uh, a sweet, you know, a, a sweet foods as well. 
even to the point where I'd half believe it, right? Because as an adult, right, Frosted Flakes or Frosties or whatever you want to call it is a phenomenal dessert cereal. A midnight snack, hell yeah, give me a bowl of Frosties and Frosted Flakes and I'll <laughs> pound half the box, you know, before going back to bed. But it doesn't necessarily lead, uh, you know, to 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 bad adult behavior um, based on like how they market it to, to whomever they market it to. Anything else? Nope. I think we can wrap the show at this point. Like final thoughts, or did you want to get into one of the other articles, or? No, I'm good. Uh, right. It's it's getting late. I think I can go to sleep, maybe. Yeah, I've still got stuff to do. That's the thing. I've been so busy all day. I, I, yeah. We're doing this, and I, then I still got to get moving and do some other stuff. Um, but yeah, it's about ten o'clock here, uh, you know, uh, Hawaii time while we're doing this live uh, broadcast. If you heard it, uh, or we're able to call in, and then we'll we'll put together the podcast later. But it is getting late, so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you guys know where to find us: anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com/slash anarchistexperience. Uh, if you want to check out the other articles that we didn't get to for show prep or post your own, please, please post your own. Uh, at some point, uh, do that in the groups, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchist experience. Uh, and if you want to contribute to the show financially, uh, still through Patreon, and then we'll take your Patreon money and convert it to Monero probably. Uh, but do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to y'all uh, sometime later. Who knows when? Uh, probably the regular time next week. Uh, peace.